Welcome to Dr. Cindy Speaks. Regular musings and reflections on politics, current events. Dr. Cindy Banyer is a mom and small business owner fighting for our water, our health, our community. She's running for the people of Southwest Florida, trying to flip Florida 19 from red to blue. Listen as she speaks truth to power. Hello there, this is Dr. Cindy Banier for Dr. Cindy Speaks. This is the Daily Diatribe for Monday, December 26, 2022, and this podcast is being recorded at 624. We are coming off a holly jolly holiday weekend here with Christmas Eve and Christmas being this past weekend. Myself and my family were celebrating and enjoying the love and joy that comes from Christmas and people around the world were doing the same. We also had celebrations for Hanukkah this past weekend and Hanukkah is wrapping up and we have Kwanzaa starting this week. So we still are very much in the spirit of love, joy, and light around the world. And we have New Year's Eve coming up as well. So still very much in the holiday spirit and I am doing my best to stay with it. Everybody's lucky that I even realized it was Monday. So Let's get on and take a look at what is going on around the world today. The biggest news coming over the weekend is, of course, the polar vortex and the huge cold weather that we've been seeing around the country. This has been very severe, specifically in the north. Here in Florida, we dipped down into the 30s and northern Florida saw freezing temperatures, which can have an adverse effect on things like agriculture. But here in Southwest Florida, we were just in the upper 30s. So it was pretty chilly for us, pretty unusual. Uh, as the coldest winter on record around for some of the areas here, including Punta Gorda. But the biggest story is coming out of the northern part of the country where this turned into snow and wind and ice causing havoc on the roads and causing at least 25 people to die in Buffalo because of the freezing temperatures there. Looking forward to this cold snap that is actually supposed to recede in the next week, going back up to even above normal, above average temperatures across the United States, but hoping that all of those folks who are really significantly affected and are going to be able to get out of it. And here's to all the folks who had passed, unfortunately, from this. One of the things that lots of folks have been talking about and reflecting on is is how that this type of phenomena is a result of global warming. So what the scientists have been telling us is that, yes, the polar vortex, and the reason that we haven't really heard about this type of thing before is because the polar vortex used to just stay very far north in North America, causing extreme cold temperatures in the northern part of the northern hemisphere. However, because of shifts in the jet stream, specifically related to the way that the water has been warming and the ice has been melting, which changes the salination of the water, which causes the jet stream to dip down lower than it traditionally had. So this is why we see the polar vortex charging down across the United States and all the way even here into Florida, and it is related to global warming. So that's one of the reasons also why we see this huge cold snap coming through and then 
warmer temperatures almost immediately after. And this is an effect of global warming. So those unfortunate folks who pass away in Buffalo are a part of that. And I think it's more important every single day that we start talking about that and connecting. This is not just a cold snap. This is not just something that is is happened before or freakish because those things are true, however, but this is related to the broader phenomenon of global warming. And it's time that those of us who are not pinned down by the energy sector and big oil to start talking about what the truth is about that. And that is the truth. So again, hoping that all of those folks who are affected will be able to bounce back soon. Also, because of the cold and the ice and the way that this polar vortex hit the United States, we saw a huge disruption in the flights and the holiday travel. So thousands of flights were canceled across the United States, which affected people's ability to get to their families and loved ones for the holidays and leaving many tens of thousands of people still stranded. So knowing that the things are going to be warming up, those flights will resume. But again, this is the economic fallout that we get from this global warming driven event. So just things to keep in mind. Good news, though, did come for us here on Friday as the U.S. House of Representatives passed the spending bill, the omnibus spending bill that allowed the government to continue working and averting a shutdown that was scheduled to happen if that spending bill had not gone through. It would have happened in the wee hours of Christmas Eve morning. And thankfully that was passed and signed by President Biden. So we avoided a government shutdown, which is Republicans' favorite holiday tradition to hold that over everyone in the United States head. Everybody wanted to get back to their families and just want the government and everything to work, but Republicans want to push through their agenda. Luckily this time, cooler heads prevailed and we didn't have what some Republicans had wanted, which was for that bill to fail. And that includes my former opponent, Byron Donalds, who wanted to hold up the bill to talk about the imaginary border crisis that he's talking about with related to fentanyl, which of course, by the way, the data shows that most people who are caught bringing in fentanyl into the country are in fact U.S. citizens and not people crossing the border seeking asylum. So there's some facts for you to get back if you are still with your family and your family happens to imbibe that Republican nonsense. There's a little factoid that you can throw back in their face. Yeah, fentanyl is not flowing over the border. That is not where the source of the crisis is. The fentanyl is coming in from various sources, including pill mills right here in the United States because of the lax way that the big pharmaceutical industries had allowed prescriptions to flourish over the past two decades and people are selling and reselling their prescription opioids and then of course fentanyl and other street drugs have come into the mix but we know that is coming through mostly ports too by the way because only one less than one percent of goods that come through any port in the United States are actually properly inspected because we have such an, a huge amount of goods that are coming through there and 99 percent of consumer products are coming through those ports so that's the truth of the matter but Republicans want to scare everybody into thinking that it's a border crisis issue and it simply is not the case so be sure to tell that to all your Trump loving family members over the holiday have a good time all right. So additional things that are going on here. So we did at the spending bill. Another thing that just came up today, which is a really interesting thing in relation to foreign policy. We know that we saw 
Vladimir Vladimir Zelensky, the Ukrainian president, come and give an address to the U.S. Congress, as well as meeting with Biden and other political figures here in the United States. We know that the funding request for Ukraine was included in the omnibus spending bill, so we are continuing our financial commitment to support Ukraine to repel the attack of Russia. Another international and diplomatic step that the Ukrainian government has taken now is to formally and officially request Russia's removal from the UN Security Council. So this is really interesting move, I will say, as somebody who is indeed an expert in international relations. I have a master's degree, an undergraduate degree, and then my PhD highly focused on international relations as well. So had a lot of time to think about this. I actually spent time as a representative to the United Nations as well. So just for those of you that are not super nerds, when it comes to international relations and foreign policy like me, the United Nations is the international diplomatic clearinghouse for countries around the world. Almost every single country is part of it. There's 193 delegations to the United Nations. And it has the General Assembly, and that is essentially a vote for those countries to do things that are good for humanity and diplomacy, so voting on food aid and things like that. And then you have other things that are part of the UN system, like the World Health Organization, and that's the one that we probably know most about recently because of the pandemic, as well as other organizations like the International Labor Organization, which helps to protect workers around the world. So the kind of a big system really came into vogue after World War II, refugees being one of the major things that the United Nations was initially tasked with, as well as the rebuilding of Europe after World War II. It was founded by American and Western leaders to set up a world order. So that's actually what the new world order is, if anybody actually is talking about it, but is to set up a forum for these countries post-World War II to begin economic integration and to have a diplomatic forum so that they can talk about stuff instead of going to war. It was based on Western economic principles and it has always been dominated by the United States. And the way that they can do that is because they are one of the permanent members of the UN Security Council. The five permanent members of the UN Security Council include the United States, Russia, France, England, and China. Okay, those are the ones that never roll off the Security Council. Now, there's another group of people who are countries, rather, that get onto the Security Council on a rotating basis so that the Security Council itself has 14, 15 members, right, in it. So there's other members that come on for a few years and then they roll off. But those five Security Council members are always there, okay? Security Council member essentially, a Security Council is like the board of directors essentially for the United Nations and they are the ones that determine what goes to the vote for the General Assembly. So everything goes through the Security Council first and then out to the broader vote. And the one of the unique things about the five unique members, or the five permanent members of the UN Security Council is that those five members have veto capabilities, okay? And all they all it takes is one of those five to veto something and it never sees the light of day. So in modern geopolitics, we see the United States, Russia, and China wielding those vetoes to kill things that they don't want because there's essentially Britain, U.S. and France are pretty well aligned on what they want to do, but Russia and China often are aligned 
but those two countries, Russia and China, will kill things that they don't like. So it makes Russia it makes those five Security Council members really strong, really powerful in, in the United Nations structure. Okay, and the United Nations is really important throughout the world because it helps to establish, like I said, that diplomatic forum. Okay. So things never get out of there. So that's why you see different sanctions that may not get through. That's why the Syrian conflict kind of went on as it did, because nothing could go get through the Security Council in terms of aid to Syria because of the veto of Russia, essentially. So anyway, long story short, Ukraine wants to boot Russia and the U.S. Congress is supporting them. So this is that's the interesting part of this. So I think that this is a it's a strong geopolitical move, I will say, for Ukraine. I think it sends a huge message to the international community. I think that the United States supporting them is a huge move internationally. I don't think it's going to happen because I do not see that actually getting out and a bit able to vote anywhere because I don't see Russia agreeing to kicking off another Security Council member that's had contentious relations with the others because it would leave open a path and precedent for them to be kicked off too. So I just don't see China going along with this, but it will, it sends a message and it's a strong message. And I approve of that message. Congratulations once again to Vladimir Zelensky for showing that he is the actual man's man of Eastern Europe because he is taking care of his country. He's taking care of his people and he's standing up to the dictators and the bullies. So thank you for that. So that is the end and the wrap up for today. This has been Dr. Cindy Banier on Dr. Cindy Speaks, the Daily Diatribe for December 26th. Hope you're having a holly jolly holiday and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dr. Cindy Speaks. If you'd like to learn more about her, go to cindybanier.com or connect with her directly at vote at cindybanier.com. We love connecting with people.